ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Friday, June 28th edition. Back on the air, it's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. We were off yesterday, had baseball to attend to, so we get back at it today. We would have fun yesterday because we found out that John Elmore, he's one step closer to maybe realizing his dream of playing for an NBA squad. I mean, this is pretty good right now. He made the announcement yesterday that he's going to play for the Boston Celtics in the NBA Summer League, and that's going to take place from July 5th to July 15th. That means we get four games in 10 days. We've got July 6th versus Philadelphia. That's going to be 5.30 p.m. on ESPN. We've got July 8th versus Cleveland, 7.30 p.m. on ESPN2. July 9th versus Denver, 8 p.m. ESPN2. And then July 11th versus Memphis, 10.30 p.m. also on ESPN2. So I know what I'm doing here in the next few weeks. I'm going to be sitting back and watching a little summer basketball. I, I usually don't check into that stuff, that it works out just perfectly. Uh, we've reached out to John's people. We're going to try to get him on. But uh, right now, obviously, he couldn't be on the show today because he's got to fly out to Boston, which uh, he's uh, probably already have done. And they've got meetings, and uh, they got a mini camp. It's going to be a five-day mini camp. They've got workouts and other practices and things. Well, you just don't show up with a jersey on and say, yes, let's go. So they've got that. And then uh, they're going to fly out to Las Vegas, and they're going to play in the Summer League. That's pretty cool. Now I've got a reason to to watch and see what John can do with some of the other talent they're going to bring in. This is a great opportunity. All you want is an opportunity and a shot. And if you can go out there, show that you can compete, show that you're going to add some value to a team that invests in you, make yourself look good. I mean, you've got no excuses now, right? This is on you. Everything that happens will be because of you. If you go out there and perform well, You've got a legitimate shot. If you don't go out there and perform well, well, this isn't the end. you got other avenues. Of course, there's still ball in Europe. But this is a good start. So good news yesterday. I'm pretty excited for him. He gets to go to the Celtics, which gets to keep the green on for a little while. He was a big fan of Larry Bird. I'm not going to get his number, though. I don't think so. Uh, that number already uh, taken. I'm not giving that one back. But still, he gets to play for the Celtics. Now, if he makes the Celtics, I'm going to be rooting against him, of course, when the Lakers play him. Sorry. Sorry, John. I was a Magic fan before I was a John Elmore fan, and I've never been a Boston Celtics fan. I want you to have fantastic games, except when you play my Lakers. I think he would agree. That's okay. That's okay. Now, I root for the Celtics with John there. With John there, I would root for the Celtics. I'm sure... I've taken some grief over. Yeah, I actually have taken some grief. I've took some grief because when the Bengals would play the Jets and the Bengals would win, I would be excited that the Bengals won, and I'd have a couple people come to me and say, whoa, whoa, Chad needed that game. I'm sorry. I'm not a Jets fan. I love Chad. I'm just not a Jets fan. Hope Chad does well, except when he's playing my team. I'm sure you feel that way as well. But uh, all kidding aside here, that's pretty cool that he actually got the opportunity because he worked out with a lot of teams, Boston included, and now it seems that that paid off, 
And now he's going to be in the Summer League. He's in the Summer League. It's a step up for him. You're going to get an opportunity to go up against some really good talent, maybe work your way into a situation where you can make an NBA roster. That's pretty cool. I mean, seriously, that's pretty cool. Not too many people get to go to the NBA, and uh, the Summer League is uh, – it might not be the NBA, but it's definitely a great learning ground. It's a great way to springboard yourself to an NBA roster. Not everybody gets drafted. Not everybody gets drafted on draft night. Only two rounds. And you got to find some players, and if uh, he can add some value, because really – I don't know what they're going to do with that Celtics roster. They're going to have to get some guys on that squad. They're in a rebuild mode. they got a lot of cap space. they got a lot of money. Just don't know what they're going to do with that. Unlike the Lakers, who are freeing up space right and left, going to try to get that third player, get that max contract. Kawhi Leonard, he's still out there as a possibility. All I can say is... If I'm running the Lakers right now, I'm throwing all that money and to put myself a team together, not get a third max contract. And I'm looking for guys that can shoot, play defense. I'm looking to actually fill a roster up and not have to depend on a big three. I want to have an out, an actual balanced team. I think you can do it with two. You have two superstars and the rest are really solid, good, skilled players. I think you can do that. But that's the NBA, not my forte. There are those who follow it on a day-to-day basis that will know a lot more than me when it comes to that. So that's what that looks like. And, of course, we are here until 6 o'clock. We'll take your phone calls in the break at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. So we'll get your phone calls in the break. Again, you can join us by calling 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. 8255, you want to be a part of the program. Of course, our phone light, always brought to you by Miller Lite. That's right, Miller Lite, bringing you our phone lines. Miller Lite, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. So we've got that to talk about. And just a few moments ago before I walked in the studio, Team USA, the women's team, advancing, and the World Cup defeating the host country of France. So that's a big story today. I don't know how many of you were checking in on that, watching it maybe on Fox Sports 1, streaming it. How many of you were actually just watching it? I tuned in the second half. I knew the first half USA was up. Second half, I tuned in, watched a little bit of that, watched the the extra time. Megan Rapino scoring two goals in the contest, defeating France 2-1. She scored four straight now. I'm not saying she's single-handedly trying to win this thing for the United States, but she definitely is out there putting on a show. And if they can win this, this is supposed to be a more competitive field than they faced in a while. And if they can win this, that's going to say something about what they've been able to build. And I'm still on board with this everybody versus the USA mentality that they've kind of taken on themselves. I'm with them on that. Because you know, you listen, you understand, I'm not a soccer advocate. I'm not. But I will root and cheer for 
martial soccer, both men and women. I will cheer for them. And any time that our national teams are representing the United States of America, uh, that's when you got my attention. I mean, it's funny. I'm not that big of a soccer fan. I, I'm, I'm not watching. I'm not watching the Gold Cup. I'm not watching FC Cincinnati. I'm not watching MLS. None of that. Don't want to. USA, fire it up. Let's go. I'm all about it. So that's where we stand as far as the day in sports. We'll get your phone calls in. You can join us by calling 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Just me today, running solo. So uh, take it easy on me on the phone calls. Uh, We'll get them in as we can. You're listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Lite. Miller Lite holds true great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. And uh, joining us on the program now, he followed instructions. He called during the break, and he gets to come on the air. Jack, go ahead. How are you, sir? Hi, how you doing, Paul? I'm good. Hey, I got some concerns. Uh, I read Chuck's article the other day about UConn and all that, but what I want to start with is, you know, when we joined Conference USA, it was one of the better group of five leagues. But since all these teams left, here we are probably on par with the Sun Belt. Here we are, the basketball, one big league. Now, the baseball only had two uh, bids this year. And, and what concerns me is uh, uh, we want to build this new baseball stadium, which I'm all for, but... We'll never get a. I don't think we'll ever get us to host a regional because East Carolina, forty-one seventeen, they couldn't even host a regional, and we're and we're not getting but two teams in. But, but another thing that concerns me is our football attendance. I went to the last game. What did we have about eighteen or nineteen thousand there, and it seems like our attendance is dropping. All that I'm afraid of is if if we can't afford to build up, we we're building all these nice facilities. But yet, if we can't afford to move to a better league if we get invited, what good is it to build these facilities if we can't go anywhere else and we're stuck in this? Uh, and I'm I'm a pessimist. I think it's a, we're in a bad league. You're stuck in a bad league, and and I don't think there's much argument about it. And I don't know. I wonder why we're even building these nice facilities if we can't move and can't afford to move if we're invited. Well, now, here's um here's the reason why you build those nice facilities. So you have the possibility, one, to move if it ever is an opportunity, and two, you don't want to go backwards. You just don't well, want to go – yeah, you don't want to go backwards because here's the problem. Marshall built this brand-new, nice football stadium. The football team started to take off, winning championships, got invited to the Mid-American Conference. It was almost like, here we are. We're Marshall. We have arrived, and then nothing – Nothing, nothing for facilities, no major improvements, no major announcements. We didn't have, uh, you know, facility renovations, really. Nothing happened. And Marshall just looked like they were sitting still while other teams in the Mid-American Conference started to realize, okay, uh, this is what it's going to take to compete with Marshall. Because Marshall wasn't exactly knocking it out of the ballpark uh, that final year in the Mid-American Conference. Going into Conference yeah. USA in the transition right. period didn't help, but you don't want to go backwards. You always want to at least maintain your facilities and go forward. I mean, look at the Henderson Center. Yeah. They've done a nice job yeah. of really sprucing it up. It's an older right. building. 
I think it was terribly designed to begin with, and a lot of budget cuts, and I'm sure there are a lot of horror stories and probably some sins of construction in that facility. I mean, remember, that yeah. was going to be an indoor track facility as well. Remember that? Right. Yeah. But, yeah. well, Paul, even if what you're saying, but if you can't afford to move up, you can't go nowhere. You're stuck, in a, in a, and we're stuck in promises. Hey, if we can't afford to go to the AAC, and then what other league are we, we going to be able to go to? If we can't go in that league, I mean, that is the best group of five, but it's too expensive for us. So the only place we can go is the Mike or the or the or the uh it's short enough from Mountain West, but looks like me, yeah, Mike's the only option here in the future. If we want to leave, that that'd be our only option if Chuck's right. I wouldn't um, I wouldn't say no to the Mac. It's not going to happen. It's just right. not. It's not going to happen okay. because. Let's be honest. I, I don't know if the Mac would want Marshall back. It's, right. it's more of a lateral to begin with. Right. Also, I like some of the teams that Marshall competes with. I like. I've yeah. grown to like Western Kentucky. I've grown to like Middle Tennessee. Uh, I've grown to like Florida Atlantic. Uh, heck, FIU is growing on me. You know, those are some teams that I like to see Marshall play. UAB. I I, I like UAB. Yeah, I like these teams, but you can't just give up and say, well, we can't go anywhere, so why, why are we investing? I mean, Marshall's got one of the, the finest indoor facilities going, and the other schools in Conference USA are, are beginning to try to catch up. North Texas is putting together something. Old Dominion's sinking a lot of money into their facilities. I mean, pretty soon, Marshall's going to have to find more resources to keep up because the rest of the conference is already, for the most part, right. outspending Marshall. And if you yeah, want well, to be viable, if you want to be viable, right. you have to have quality facilities. Plus, nobody wants to come and play a football game in some beat-up old raggedy football stadium. I mean, you're bringing in some, some better opponents non-conference over the next few right. years. If Jones C. Edwards Stadium is a monumental yeah. dump, you think, you think Navy's coming into a dump? They don't want to right. play in a dump. Well, Paul, that's another question about our future schedules. Where are the Power Five schools that we should be scheduling? I mean, we got Notre Dame, Pitt, what Virginia Tech. Is that, is that it in the next five years? Well, that's only about three or four Power Five teams. Where's the rest of them? Uh, we need you don't gain respect beating up on Cincinnati and and even Boise State anymore. Is not the same. But what I'm concerned is where are the Power Five schools? On our schedule every year, we're not getting them, Paul. That's, that's concerning to me. But that's how you really gain respect. We got to be the power five. We can't be the power five school, and we should be scheduling more of them. And we can't do it, I guess. I think you beat Boise State. You get a lot of attention. You beat well, Boise not, State. Yeah, but Peterson left, and they're not the same boys. And plus, they're not a power five school. Uh, Paul, I know they're Boise State, but they're not a power five school. You got to. Yeah, but they've I, had more success than Marshall. Well, as far as uh, as far as national success, and yeah. you can argue well, all you want that um, you know yeah. Marshall's um, you know won a lot of bowls, but yeah. Boise State's won bigger and more important bowls. Well, I just want the best for us, and I you know I, I know we're doing all this we can, but it's frustrating that we're and that's you know we are in a league that they say is on par with the Sun Belt, and I never thought that would ever happen. We'd be in a league like that, and it, it is concerning, and and, it, and it's all about respect and uh, you know what people think of you too, but. Uh, I'm just hoping that you know that the college does improve. It's going to have to improve, or or we're in trouble if we don't. If it don't get better, and these teams that do have power fives on their schedule, they got to start beating them, Paul. I mean, basketball too, and baseball's got to get better. Ba- I mean, baseball, baseball will get better. Baseball, huh? Baseball will get better. They're going to have yeah, facilities they can compete. 
they're going to get better. Yeah. But looking at Marshall's future non-conference opponents, you know, you know what's coming up this year. VMI. Yeah, I'm not a big yeah. fan of that, but again, you got to play right. the teams that will play you. And this is a game that will be a nice warm up before you go out the Boise State. You got Ohio, right. which is yeah. a a team you should play more frequently. Yeah. It's Ohio, Cincinnati. Right. I like the rivalry there. The following year, East Carolina, that's an American team. you got Pitt. There, there's a school that not necessarily the power of the power five, but there you go. There's one. Uh, 2021, Navy on the road. Appalachian State, don't sleep on them because they're an up-and-comer. you got Notre Dame in 2022, and plus there are a couple more slots in 2022. You don't know what Hamburg's got coming. Did, did, did Virginia Tech drop us off the schedule? No, 2023, 2024. Yeah, and Virginia Tech's coming in 2023. On the road yeah. there at 2024, you've got yeah. um, you got Army in 2025 and 26. Now, again, not a power school, but that's boy, that's going to well, be fun. Yeah, Army don't excite me. But I can't. <laughs> Army doesn't Army excite you? They were good. No, not really, because they've been so bad over there. They was getting fair good last year, but hey, they've been dread dogs the last ten years. They've been good been the last terrible. two years. They've been yeah, good. Well, they're, they're. I'm yeah. not saying they're going to go and compete for a national championship, but right. I'm excited yeah, for Army. I'm excited to play Navy. I'm excited. For, I'm more excited for Navy though. I don't know why. I just more excited for Navy than because you've, you've not but seen it. I, you've not seen yeah. it. That's why. That's true. That's true. Well, listen, you know, it's just a concerned fan. I'm just worried about our future, and maybe hopefully everything turns out all right. Well, Paul, listen, it's always great to talk to you. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. All right, Jack. I mean, all right to see you. All right. I'm Paul. You're Jack. Now, look at the schedule. Yeah, okay. VMI. It's VMI. Southern Conference fan in me from those days. Yeah, I'll enjoy it. I'll enjoy playing VMI. Sure, that's not going to be the game that gets me excited to go, hey, Marshall's playing VMI. Yeah, I'm excited for that. No, it's Marshall. You're playing. At Boise State, Boise State has always been a um, a team that has uh, had strong ambitions, and they're going to have a solid program. Ohio, you got to play. you got to play Ohio. You just have to. There's no reason not to. Cincinnati, I mean, that's a good game. It's a good game. That's a team that wants to be a Power 5, and here's Marshall, well, at least Marshall fans, wanting to try to get into the American, or at least there's a core group that wants to get into the American. You beat Cincinnati, hey, you beat an American team. East Carolina, that's a great friendly rivalry. Pitt, not necessarily the world beaters, but they'll be solid enough, I'm sure. And then again, that's 2020. We don't know what they're going to be. And then you go out to Ohio. Yeah, out to Ohio. You go up the road. And then Boise State coming in to Jones C. Edwards Stadium in 2020. That'll be a good game. 2021, East Carolina at home on the road at Navy and Appalachian State. I'm excited for those two road trips. 2022, Notre Dame on the road. That'll be exciting. I'll be going to that game. I don't know if I'll be employed here, but I will be going to that game if I'm employed or not here. Appalachian State coming in. I like that game because it's Appalachian State. That's a Southern Conference fan in me again. But I have a reason to be excited for that. I have a connection. I remember the days when Marshall battled Appalachian State, and I'm looking forward to that. 2023, Navy coming in, Jones C. Edwards Stadium. That should be fun. Liberty, who tried to get into Conference USA, had a boatload of money. They were going to have a tugboat come up the Ohio River and drop off Marshall's portion of the cash. They wanted in. They were told thanks, but no thanks. I believe... They should have let Liberty in. 
That's just me. I would have taken them. Sure, they, they can come in and, and spend some money. I don't know if they nef- necessarily would have overpowered anybody, but uh, they'll be competitive. Navy, that'll be fun, though. East Carolina on the road, that'll be a great road trip. Virginia Tech, you're going to have a year where Navy and Virginia Tech come in in 2023. I mean, it's a, that's a good schedule right there, your home schedule, your non-conference home schedule. That's pretty good. And then in 2024, we don't know the complete schedule yet, but Virginia Tech's on the road. Liberty's on the road. Western Michigan, which, by the way, I know that's a dirty word, Mac, but that was a fun series. When Marshall was competitive with Western Michigan, that was fun. I enjoyed that. That'll be the Woody Woodrum Bowl. That's what I'm going to call it from now on. That's going to be the Woody Woodrum Bowl because of his connection with both Marshall and Western Michigan. So this day henceforth, Anytime Marshall plays Western Michigan, it is the Woody Woodrum Bowl. He'll be tickled to death that I've named that game after him. And you get Western Michigan again in 2025, but the Army and East Carolina on the home schedule. I mean, that's pretty cool. On the road at Army 2026. And, hey, don't tell me you're not excited for Army. Army was gracious enough to put the herd on the schedule. First year in Division One, returned to Division One. Marshall played Army. Randy Moss leaped over the entire military, just leapt over him. They did not have any air defense for him that day, just couldn't handle him. And they're going to play the herd. Again, that's pretty cool. You're getting the you're getting Army to come in. You're getting Navy to come in. That's pretty cool. And, yes, I would like to see Marshall play more upper echelon teams. Here's the problem. You got to get schools that are willing to schedule the herd and not necessarily these, you come up here and play and we're not going to return the favor. If Ohio says, hey, we want to do a a home and home, you take that series. If Ohio State says, hey, we're just going to give you a game, you look at the financials, you look at the schedule, okay, we'll take that. We'll come up there. If that's Ohio State. That's a that's a major superpower in college football. You take that. That's a that's a true money game. Same as Notre Dame. Notre Dame needs a game, 2022. You're not necessarily going to get a return game, but you're going to get a lot of value for taking that game. You take that one and done. Completely do that. But you're looking for you're looking for games that will one afford you the opportunity to bring a team back into Huntington. I mean, you could load up. You could just go out there and load up right now. Your Conference USA Marshall, you've had some success. You've won all your bowl games under Doc Holliday. You, you, you've had some success here. And you can load up, sure. We, we could see the herd load up, power five, power five, power five, power five, and then get into Conference USA and say Marshall does that. And Marshall comes out of that maybe – one and three, two and two. I mean, hey, maybe three and one, maybe four and oh, who knows? Marshall comes out of that, gets in the conference, and, and then they feel the, the they feel it. Because let's be honest, it's not that Marshall doesn't have talented players, it's just the other team will have more. There's the problem. You play the games that make sense, and you try to build the program. You're you're trying to balance between getting teams to come in to Huntington that will excite your fan base. You're trying to balance also playing a schedule that's going to allow your team to be competitive, 
but at the same time, not kill them because you got to go in the conference and you got to win the conference. It doesn't matter. You can win. You can knock off one of those schools. It's great. But if you don't win your conference, it doesn't necessarily matter. So, yeah, you got VMI before Boise State. Am I a fan of that game? No. Do I understand that game? Absolutely. Ohio, Cincinnati. That, that's that's going to be that's going to be fun. Ohio, especially Cincinnati. I've always had um, I've always had an enjoyable time watching Marshall play Cincinnati, and of course Cincinnati wanting desperately to get out of the American. I mean, here's the team that's trying to get out of the American. They want out. People want Marshall to get in, and I get that. But we go back to here's the American. These teams are trying to get out. They want to go elsewhere. And then what are you left with? What are you left with if the American starts to fall apart? Now, I don't know if they're going to necessarily do that. Because right now, where can anyone go? Where does anyone go right now? And they're looking at probably staying at 11. They feel that, you know what, the brand's strong enough. We're good at 11. We can hang here at 11. Because BYU probably not coming. If, if BYU is coming for football, okay, you take that deal. I don't see that happening. It could, though. And we don't know. And does Marshall want in and the American? Have we thought about that? You look at the finances. You look at the travel. You look at everything involved. And this isn't just a football or basketball issue. you got to look at your Olympic sports as well. Think of that. You've got to look at the entire picture. Now, granted, the television money is going to be a lot better. But are you going to be a middle-of-the-pack team? And the American? Are you going to be a bottom rung team in the American? Can you compete and be a top team in the American? Because when Marshall left the MAC to go to Conference USA, same thoughts were there. Hey, can Marshall be a top team in Conference USA? And it took a while and a lot of missteps to get there. But Marshall can compete now in Conference USA. Yeah, it's not that great of a conference compared to the other. Sure, I get that completely. But at the same time, I think there are ways to to make it better. Sure, it's going to be tough. The travel's not necessarily the friendliest. But what's the advantage? Other than maybe better TV dollars, what's the advantage from the American What's the advantage? I just leave it at that. What's the advantage? TV dollars. Okay, TV dollars. That's it. Is travel going to be better? Well, you're not going to go to Texas, so you know, I might say push there. You know, are you going to put your programs in a position where they're now getting some footing here and starting to compete in Conference USA, and then you thrust them in the American? And then what if teams in the American get the heck out of Dodge? What if somebody grabs UCF? UCF's out. Then what do you got? Cincinnati's out. Then what do you got? I mean, cool. It'd be great to go to Cincinnati every other year. It'd be fun. You can make the argument, though. I'm willing to listen. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
Welcome back to the Friday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Paul Swan, your host on this Friday edition of the show. And it's Friday. We're still talking about Marshall's future. I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I don't know if the AAC is where it's going to be long-term for the Thundering Hurt. I just don't think so. But you got to look at the opportunity, if the opportunity would come. But Marshall's name hasn't even come up. Not really. I mean, sure, you've seen some of these smaller publications, smaller blogs, SB Nation stuff. You've seen that. But, I mean, the names that are really going around are BYU, Boise State. You're seeing that. Arkansas State. I've seen Arkansas State thrown around. I've seen Liberty thrown around. I've seen Old Dominion. Because Old Dominion, from an institution standpoint, from a financial standpoint, Old Dominion probably is the best candidate right now out of Conference USA. Just face facts. Old Dominion is, facility-wise, improving vastly. Budget-wise, they are spending more. And I don't know if you put Old Dominion into the same level as UConn. Football-wise, it's push. Basketball, UConn's a big brand in basketball. And the reason why I bring that up is because we don't know what the American's going to do and what television's going to say to the American as far as the deal's concerned. Because with UConn bolting, and we've talked about this, ESPN, the contract has language that allows for renegotiation If the AAC loses members, well, guess what? The AAC is losing a member. Now that activates that language. If ESPN wants to reopen those up, ESPN gets to reopen them up because where's the value in the AAC? Where's the value? You tell me. Seriously. Basketball, UConn, right? I mean, am I wrong? UConn's the power there, even though they're not the power, but but they are the power. When I think of basketball, I think of UConn and the AAC. I don't think, when I think of basketball, I don't think of Central Florida. I don't think of ECU. I don't think of South Florida. I don't think of Tulsa. Tulane, I think UConn. And you know what? Wichita State's already there for basketball, so don't have to worry about that. And you've got Cincinnati, which can be a school you think about with basketball. They definitely have the history and the brand. Houston, you can think about Houston for basketball. You can. Memphis, I used to think of basketball, and maybe Memphis will be that way again. But of all those schools, UConn, University of Connecticut, that was the name I thought of when it comes to basketball. Football was not, they were not getting the, the TV deal they were getting based on UConn football. So now, what's the contract going to look like? And we, we throw up that number, $7 million. Seven million. They've got a a deal that pays the league one billion over twelve years, approximately seven million per year. Seven million. 
And that's a lot of money compared to the piddlance TV contract offers Marshall. But are we sure that $7 is going to be there? I can't say. I'm not going to be in the negotiations. I'm not going to be in that, that room, that meeting, where ESPN says, okay, here's our new evaluation. Here's what we value you now at. We don't value you at $7 million. That could drop. I'm not saying it's going to drop to $1 million, but it's not going to be $7 million. If it is, okay, I'll be wrong. I'll accept that. Again, I don't have all the info. But you point to that and think, okay, hey, Marshall can add $7 million to the budget. But at the same time, what does that mean? What does that mean for the overall budget, for the overall sports? What does that get you? I mean, seriously, what does that get you? Because you're talking about, again, travel. You're you're talking travel. Okay. Sure, you're going to have Temple. You're going to have Navy. You're going to have Old Dominion in that possibility. Right? 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 Throw that. Old Dominion kind of makes sense for them travel-wise, but let's look at let's look at the travel. All right, you're going to have to go to Wichita, Kansas. You're going to have to go to Tulsa, Oklahoma. You're going to have to go to New Orleans, Louisiana. You're going to have to go to Dallas, Texas. You're going to have to go to Houston, Texas. Okay. You're used to travel like that. And sure, it gets easier with trips to Orlando, Cincinnati, Greenville, Memphis, Philadelphia. It gets easier that way. But I don't know what you're trading here. You know, is that $7 million going to offset it? And I'm not trying to say don't do this deal. I'm just saying I don't know overall what the ultimate value is going to be because you're still going to have to spend a lot more. And you're talking about institutions. The smallest enrollment and the American is Southern Methodist University. I'm sorry, second smallest. They have 11,789. Tulsa has an enrollment of 4,433. Their private, Southern Methodist, is private. Tulane at 13,581, private school. So the three smallest are private. Wichita State has an enrollment of 15,000, but they're basketball-focused. You've got Central Florida at 68,000. I'm rounding here. Cincinnati, 45,000, almost 46,000. Connecticut leaving with 32,000. East Carolina with almost 30,000. Houston with almost 47. They're 46 plus. Memphis at 21,000, floating at 22. South Florida at 50,000. Temple, 40,000. So the enrollment numbers are completely off here. If you look at Conference USA and you look at the American, yeah, you're dealing with some bigger schools here as far as enrollment's concerned. That's what you're looking at here. And again, Cincinnati's looking to bolt tomorrow. Houston's looking to bolt. Central Florida's looking to bolt. And if they can, they will. If Central Florida can get the heck out of there, they're gone. They've been an expansion mine since they joined 
Division One AA. They've been thinking about this for a long time. This has been the grand plan here. I mean, they were looking past the MAC and Conference USA before they even got in the MAC and Conference USA. Cincinnati's stuck. Houston's stuck. Memphis made the move because it was a good move for Memphis. And keep all that in mind. But at the end of the day, I'm not in these meetings. I'm not privy to what their goals are, what they're looking to do. And if the American, if the herd can land in the American, sure. Can the herd compete in the American? That's the question. Can the herd compete financially? It's probably a better question. Not can they compete athletically. Can they compete financially in the American? Because, let's face it, you're fighting now in Conference USA. Sure, you're going to get a, a boost in television money eventually. But what that, what's that going to mean? What's the long-term goal here? What's the long-term benefit? But it's not even on the table. And you get Jack who calls in earlier. Jack's worried about facilities. Why, why invest in facilities? And I love Jack. I love when he calls. But there are several reasons why you invest in facilities. Baseball hasn't had a facility. Soccer needed a facility. Softball needed a facility. Basketball needs a facility. They're getting improvements, but they could use a new facility. Tennis could use a facility. You need facilities. You need to improve your facilities. And so far, we've gotten some improvements to the football stadium. I'd like to see more. We've gotten some improvements to Cam Anderson Center. I'd like to see more. You got a brand new softball field. You've got a brand new world-class soccer complex, right? You got a baseball park that's supposed to be the best in the state when it's completed. That's coming. You got a outstanding multi-purpose indoor facility that not just serves football, but track and all the other sports or a majority of the sports. You've got a sports medicine complex that is going to pay dividends for the long haul. You've got a Hall of Fame, an actual Hall of Fame now. You've got an academic center that's going to help the herd actually do what the goal here is, is to graduate student-athletes. So, yeah, you invest in facilities. You invest in facilities if you're in Conference USA, the MAC, the Sun Belt, or the American. You invest. It's not a waste at all. I think you should invest more if you can, and you should always be striving to improve your facilities. That should be a never-ending goal. And I felt like that wasn't a priority for a long time at Marshall. I will give my hat off. I will tip my cap to Mr. Hamrick because that's one thing that he's been able to do is put a vision forth to improve facilities at Marshall University. Quick timeout. We wrap it up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan, the 2019 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Best Talk Show on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Hey, today was fun. Good Friday show. Appreciate you checking in. Back Monday, we're going to be at the Union Pub and Grill. That's right. I'll be there. Dave Walsh, the former Young Thunder and Herald quarterback, will be there. Former reporter for the Herald Dispatch. He'll he'll be there displaying his sports knowledge and probably his best retirement ever because, um, let's put it this way, 
And he comes in Monday. He just uh, he rolls over to uh, – he's usually Kylie at the, at the bar. Great service. And Dave rolls in and makes sure he gets the foamiest thing he can possibly get. He's living his good life right now. We'll have him Monday at the Union Pub and Grill. That's going to do it for this edition of the program. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget uh, several things you can do for me. I'd appreciate it if you could. First of all, find me on Twitter. Follow me there, at Paul Swan. I'm pretty much almost political safe. A little snide comment here or there. Nothing too, too terrible. You can find me there. Also, you can find us on Facebook. We've got the Drive with Paul Swan Facebook page. We have got, of course, podcasts. If you can subscribe to those, that will be fantastic. That would help me out on music. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Spotify. Leave positive reviews. We'd appreciate all of that. That would mean a lot to me if you could do that for me. That's going to do it for this edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.